0: The campaign of former Vice President Joe Biden has a number of surrogates out there spreading the word. One of them will be familiar to local audiences here in Springfield and around Illinois. She was our United States senator. She's also a former ambassador. Carol Mosley Braun joins us live this afternoon. Ambassador, welcome. Thanks so much for being here.
1: Thank you. It's my
0: pleasure to be with you. Well, let me uh, first ask you why it is you are supporting Joe Biden in this crowded Democratic primary.
1: Well, you know, he was my colleague for six years in the Senate, and I got to know him on the issues. I got to know his heart. I got to know what kind of person he was. And I have the highest regard and respect for him. And so when he decided to run for president, it just made sense that I would step up to the plate and help.
0: Now, let me ask you, are you actually calling from Iowa today? Are you actually on the ground there?
1: No, no, sir. I was in uh, I was in Nevada, I see. and I just left there. I'm now in, in Louisiana. Actually, I'm in Mississippi, so... <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're traveling all over on behalf of the, of the Biden it. campaign. What are you seeing and hearing on the ground? What are people saying about this Biden candidacy?
1: Well, I think so far there's been a, a great reception, as far as I can tell. Uh, people believe, as I do, that he's the only one that can beat the president uh, in the election, and so... Uh, Uh, I'm hoping that the Iowa caucus, as well as New Hampshire primary, come out uh, in a positive way for him. But elections have uncertain outcomes. You just never know, right? That's
0: certainly true, and we've seen a lot of polling that shows uh, shifting pictures and and neck-and-neck races in both Iowa and New Hampshire. Bernie Sanders is obviously very much in it in both of those states at this point. If these first two early states go more towards Sanders than to Joe Biden, how big a problem is that for the former vice president?
1: Well, okay, this is my own... I have not cleared what I was about to say with the campaign. This is my own opinion. I don't think it's that big of a problem, frankly, uh, because the, the bottom line doesn't change. The question is, can Joe Biden or Bernie Sanders beat Donald Trump for president? I think, frankly, there's no question about that uh, uh, in the minds of most people. You know, I got. No, I have nothing against Bernie Sanders. Don't get me wrong. We've had, a, we've had a multitude of riches in terms of the campaign or the candidacies of all the people because there are great candidates out there. If anything, it just says the Democratic bench is just that kind of deep, and and we're proud of that. But I think there's just no question but that Joe Biden is the most viable competitor when it comes to winning the presidency. And so I think the people are going to respond to that.
0: I want to come back to his electability in a general election campaign, but let's talk about the primary, first of all, because I hear pretty regularly from progressives who are uh, they're unhappy in as much as they view the former vice president as a little too centrist, a little too moderate, a a little too unwilling to shake up the status quo. How do you respond to people who, who feel that way?
1: I I respond by saying, "This is somebody you know. He's been there on the issues. He's been good on them uh, for as long as he's been in public service. He's committed to the people, and he's you know he's devoted his life to public service. This is not about him. It's about the people and the community as a whole. And so I think that that's going to matter. People are going to care that he is someone who is kind and who uh, cares about the." the public's interest. And so um, I think it's going to make a difference and I think that's going to be the margin of victory.
0: President Trump and his followers over and over again say, hey, the economy is the best it's ever been. Everything's going great. Stock market at record highs, unemployment at record lows. How are you going to change horses in midstream like that? What is Joe Biden's argument going to be uh, when confronted with economic numbers that have certainly been good uh, since Donald Trump took office? How is he going to argue that it's better to return to him rather than stay the course?
1: I'll tell you something there. People will argue about the economy and, and to make to make it, this is a quick joke. Uh, a politician claiming credit for the economy is like a rooster calling claiming credit for the sun coming up. The fact of the matter is that the uh, the economy is doing well, but uh, I don't think that the community as a whole benefits from, you know, a few people getting very, very wealthy. And uh, and, uh, and and Joe Biden, I think, his is responsive to working people, to the middle class. He wants to preserve and protect the backbone of America. And I think he has the prescription for doing that, and this current president does not.
0: What would uh, a President Biden do in the arena of health care? So much uncertainty now as uh, the current administration has sought to dismantle piece by piece Obamacare. It's tied up in the courts. We don't know if there's going to be a resolution before the election or not, but there is a lot of uncertainty. How would Joe Biden uh, set that Ship straight and help us, you know, feel confident that we are going to have not only coverage but protection for pre-existing conditions and all the other things that Obamacare promised.
1: Well, not just promised, but delivered. The fact is, the Affordable Care Act um, uh, did take care of people with pre-existing conditions. Did take care of expanding eligibility for coverage. Uh, in ways that had not existed before, Uh, let people, uh, their teenagers, stay on their policies for longer. So you've got all these positive things, and Joe Biden's plan is to build on that, build on the successes of the ACA, fix the the few problems, take some tweaks. I mean, there's nothing perfect out here, but the fact is he wants to build on it, improve it, and to provide the American people with the kind of coverage so that everybody can, be, can rest assured that if something happens untoward in their lives and they have a health care emergency, that they will have the ability to be covered with insurance.
0: Talking with former United States Senator and former Ambassador Carol Mosley Braun, a surrogate for the Joe Biden campaign, uh, traveling around the country on behalf uh, of the former VP. But, uh, Ambassador, uh, obviously, as someone who ran and won statewide here in Illinois, uh, you know what this state's needs are. What would a President Biden mean for Illinois?
1: I'm convinced that President Biden would mean that our farmers would get a better shake that we would have, uh, uh, you know, it's not that these continual trade wars and the continual uncertainty that that we're experiencing. He would be focused in on integrating our state's economy into the national and the world economy in ways that would allow us to address issues like climate change and without shutting down jobs. I mean, he can do those things. And I feel confident having worked with Joe Biden, again, for those six years in the Senate, and then he presided over my ambassadorial confirmation, I'm convinced that he's got, he's got the chops to make it happen and to make it happen in a way that will leave Illinois better off than it is today.
0: We have been going through a historic impeachment trial out in Washington of the sitting President Donald Trump, whose lawyers have used this opportunity and this somber occasion to throw mud at former Vice President Joe Biden, to uh, suggest that he is somehow uh, involved in corruption, that he was making untoward deals, uh, benefiting his son, interfering in Ukraine uh, to to help his own family line their pockets. Uh, And they're repeating these things enough that it certainly seems from here that it, it's sticking with some people. How big a problem is that for Joe Biden in this campaign, and how much damage is this doing?
1: Well, I hope it's not doing any damage, because the fact of the matter is that it has been this conspiracy theory that the president has come up with has been debunked by everybody that's looked at it. It's just a lie. And, you know, you, you, if, you, if you repeat a lie often enough, it begins to take on the patina of truth. And people, some people will buy into it because they want to be supportive of the president and of, of Donald Trump. And, and they don't want it to face up to the fact that this guy used and abused his office to try to get dirt on who he thought was going to be his strongest political opponent. And and that political opponent is Joe Biden. So, again, to talk about the fact is to reach so far, you're going to reach into what his family has been doing (laughs) as a way of of throwing uh, uh, mud on him. It's just it's a reach and, frankly, one that people ought to reject, fair minded people. I think we'll
0: reject it. And yet it looks like unless there is some dramatic unforeseen change in the next 24 to 36 hours, this president will be acquitted at his impeachment trial, which he will paint as exoneration, as vindication. How much does that complicate the uh, the, the the prospects of unseating Donald Trump in November when he's going to be able to uh, spend the next six months campaigning that he was the victim of yet another witch hunt?
1: Well, you know something, when I was growing up, we had an expression, liar, liar, pants on fire. So the fact of the matter is, he's got the votes not to get convicted, I think. I mean, unless you don't know what will happen because there are uncertain outcomes on these things. But uh, uh, the fact is that uh, just raw power is not what this country is built on. we're, We're built on the rule of law, and the rule of law says that you don't use your office, use official uh, taxpayer authorized uh, congressionally authorized money to try to get dirt on your political opponents that's just it's just wrong and that is what is that issue here whether or not a president can ignore the rule of law and sufficiently uh, leverage again the taxpayers money and the taxpayers uh, power to get a political opponent and I think the answer should come down to be no and we'll see We'll see how um, the Republicans will respond to it. If It's going to be a matter of party over principle.
0: It has certainly seemed to me that in the uh, just over three years since Donald Trump took office, he's really done very little to try to expand his coalition or to bring new people into the tent on that side. What is Joe Biden going to do to reach out to people who were Trump voters in 2016, people that Hillary Clinton called deplorables, uh, and to try to, to bring them into the fold for him?
1: I think, again, he, Joe Biden will be able to point and is pointing at the fact that he's always been there for working people. He's he's, he's sacrificed, and, 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 you know, you go through a record of 20 years, and this guy has consistently been there for working people, for for people who uh, have to earn a living, who have to support their families. He's He's been there for them, and he will continue to be there for them. And I think that should appeal to some of the people who cross over to vote for Donald Trump in 2016, so uh, I think that I think we've got a really good shot at winning this if Joe Biden is the nominee.
0: I got to ask you one more question here, because uh, one other thing I hear from a lot of people that makes them a little bit nervous is the vice president over the years has been known for uh, having the occasional gaffe or saying things that are a little bit awkward. Uh, and, and it makes some people a little bit uneasy. Uh, how much uh, of an issue or concern is that uh, among those who are reporting Joe Biden just you know worried that uh, the next campaign stop, something might come out that's a little bit unfortunate, a little bit awkward and, and makes people just cringe a little bit?
1: Yeah, I don't. You know, we'll see. I don't think so, uh, but again, the campaign trail is so unpredictable; you just never know. I'm going to uh, recount a, a personal story. He he made a comment uh, during one of the debates about Senator Kamala Harris, and he said, "I'm supported by the by the only black woman elected to the United States Senate." And she said, "Oh, well, <laughs> excuse me, I'm here." And so <laughs> the funny thing about that is that for years I was the first and only. Now I'm just the first. So <laughs> the fact that he left off that he left off the first part and said the only part, you know, that made people, some people said it was a gap, but the truth is, you know, it was a normal kind of mistake. And so the fact is that all of us, nobody speaks in poetry here, at least I don't think so. I mean, we all have have slips and uh, uh, say things in less than elegant ways, and I think that to the extent that the vice president does that or has done that on occasion, I think fair-minded people will understand and we'll say, look, this is not a this is not a game changer.
0: Former United States Senator, former Ambassador Carol Mosley Braun, it's been a long time since we've had the chance to talk, but I appreciate you taking the time this afternoon. Great to hear from you.
1: It's my pleasure. Thank you.